Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Michael Ernst. I am very pleased to have Camila Notaro and Gabriela Galago. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Hi. In this podcast, we will discuss the case study, Pile of Bricks, and the exhibit of pile of bricks we will be digging deep and answering the question can the first pile of bricks be a work of art while the second pile is not even though the two piles are seemingly identical in all observable respects before we get into the actual artwork let's talk about the artist behind it the creator of the sculpture pile of bricks is made by carl andre Carl Andre was born in 1935 and was a huge contributor towards the minimalist movement, which was rising in popularity from the early to mid-1960s. According to the Guggenheim Museums and Foundations, quote, he continues to emphasize material and spatial specificity, end quote. During this era of art, the word itself was being challenged as in the question, what is required for something to be considered art? This question leads to the now case study of Pile of Bricks. The sculpture, Pile of Bricks, is a piece of art that is made of 120 bricks. The bricks are made of fire bricks, which are general constructing bricks that anyone could get from their local wood shop, store, or Home Depot. The bricks are formatted in the shape of a rectangle, being two bricks high, six bricks wide, and 10 bricks long. The factor that sparked a controversy in the art world was that in the same town, a bricklayer's assistant takes the same type and amount of bricks and arranges them in the exact same way. The only difference between Andre and the bricklayer assistant is that the bricklayer assistant did it out of obligation from a job and had no intention for it to be an artwork. The pile of bricks is kept in the Tate Gallery Gabriela, do you have any background information or any context of historical origins of the Tate Gallery that you would like to share? Yes. Join us as we explore the Tate's Gallery remarkable history and impact in the world of art. Founded through the philanthropic efforts of Sir Henry Tate, this iconic institution has shaped the art and landscape in the UK and beyond. With two major branches, Tate Britain and Tate Modern, it encompasses British and international art, each with a distinct architectural style. Notable art acquisitions, including works by J.M.W. Turner, Francis Bacon, Henry British, and international art history. The Tate's Gallery Curator curatorial approach is dynamic, offering diverse exhibitions that explore themes, artists, and movements. Its role in promoting contemporary art has significantly influenced the evolution of art practices. Tate Modern's transformation from a power station to an iconic museum, preserving its industrial character, symbolizes the blending of industrial spaces with culture. With its commitment to preserving and promoting art, the Tate Gallery stands as a cultural treasure. 
shaping the course of art history and contributing to a deeper understanding of art across the globe. The Tate Gallery is not just a single entity. It, compri it comprises two major branches, Tate Britain and Tate Modern. These sinister institutions differ in their collections, missions, and architectural features. Tate Britain focus on, focuses on British art, spanning from the 16th century to the present day. Its mission is to collect, preserve, and display British art and promote a deep understanding of British culture. The building itself boasts a neoclassical design reflecting of historical context of British art. On the other side of the Thames, we find Tate Modern. This branch is dedicated to international, modern, and contemporary art. Tate Modern aims to collect, exhibit, and promote art from around the world. The architectural design of Tate Modern is nothing short of remarkable, as it was transformed from a former power station into an iconic museum preserving the industrial character of the structure. Tate Gallery has made significant art acquisitions over the years, enriching both the British and international art landscapes. Works by J. M. W. Turner, Francis Bacon, Henry Moore, and Mark Rothko have become cornerstones of its collection. The Tate Gallery has played a pivotal role in shaping the course of art history. It has championed British art movements from the pre-Raphaelites to contemporary artists. Through its influential exhibitions, it has drawn global attention to British art and artists. Tate Modern's architectural transformation is a sight to behold. Once a power station, it was redesigned by Swiss architects, Herzog and Zimorn. They preserved the power station's industrial character, emphasizing its iconic chimney. The artist, or the tra this transformation symbolizes the evolution of industrial spaces into culture, cultural and artistic hubs. Tate Gallery's dynamic cur curatorial approach shines through its exhibition organization. Themes, artists, and movements are expertly curated and the gallery frequently hosts retrospectives and thematic exhibitions, adding diversity to its programming. Lastly, Tate Gallery, particularly, particularly Tate Modern, has been at the forefront of promoting contemporary art. Through its dedicated space for contemporary art, it regularly hosts exhibitions of innovative artists contributing, contributing significantly to the evolution of contemporary art practices in the UK and beyond. Thank you for your input and background information on the gallery itself. Getting back to the actual art, the work of art received heavy backlash from critics and general civilians. They were distraught that the piece of art was so easily replicated and by accident on top of that. It made people feel like the sculpture was not art, but rather just materials laid in an organized manner. 
do you guys see any similarities or important notions when comparing the artwork to contemporary or historical works? Some similarities that can be identified when comparing to other contemporary or historical art installations that use unconventional materials are minimalism and use of everyday materials. This challenges notions of what can be considered art, which relates to the main question we are trying to answer in this podcast. Some differences when comparing our cultural and historical contexts. Other artworks may make stronger political and or social statements that are important. This brings up some questions that you were referring to, such as, is there any historical context or was there any meaning? And while there is no confirmed hidden meaning or agenda behind the work, the New York Times were able to quote him saying, quote, my own needs in art are towards quiet and peace, end quote. This quote leads me to think that the message the pile of bricks sculpture has is that art can be anything as long as you put your brain, heart, and soul into it. To continue on, Camila, um, what you were saying, what intentions do you think the artist had in creating this work of pile of bricks? When it comes to the artist's intentions towards this artwork, pile of bricks, in an interview with Carl Andre. For Art Forum, Carl Andre dives deep into his intent with this project. He says, When I began doing sculpture in earnest, earnest, I really did feel that all sculpture was sculpture as architecture, that it wasn't sculpture as sculpture. So I had to prove to myself that sculpture could indeed be sculpture. End quote. Carl wanted to establish that art could exist for the sake of art itself, without the need for representation or narrative. I also think he might have wanted to start this debate to get people thinking and discussing this topic or view of art that he had. What impact did his intentions and final masterpiece have on the rest of the world? What type of discussions do you think sparked because of this? This artwork in general made a very big impact in the art world and sparked so many different discussions between artists and movements. For starters, it redefined sculpture, used common materials arranged directly on the floor, challenging conventional ideas of sculpture. It sparked critique and controversy. Even big newspapers, like the New York Times, were writing articles on this topic and artwork, such as a New York Times article named Tate Gallery Buys Pile of Bricks, or Is It Art?, which discusses the story of this artwork and some opinions. It also had an impact on later generations. Carl Andre's work has been acknowledged as influential by a number of modern artists. This artwork struck many debates, as I discussed, such as labor of art, redefining sculpture and architecture, is it considered art, and the value and meaning of minimalist art. The interview or articles mentioned above 
can provide further information on the topics or debates sparked by Carl Andre's artwork, The Pile of Bricks. Would you be able to describe the relationships between the pile of bricks and the space where it is? And if so, how important do you think this is aspect-wise of the general consensus? The relationship between the artwork and the space environment and location of it is a fundamental aspect of this artwork. A key component of the process is the placement of the bricks exactly on the floor of a certain area. The piece interacts with the surrounding architectural setting. The way the bricks interact with the space's physical structure can highlight the connection between architecture and art. The idea that sculpture is something that exists independently of its surroundings is challenged by the decision to use the floor as the canvas. The size, shape, and lighting of the space can significantly impact how the artwork is perceived. Hmm, very interesting. Do you know by any chance if any of the artwork has been revised or changed? And if so, what has been done to preserve this artwork? There haven't been any revisions to Carl Andre's pile of bricks on his own behalf since its creation. The only variations people may argue are regular buildings, but that again goes to back to the main argument. The original artwork itself has not changed though. When talking about preservation of the artwork, the minimalist and material-focused aspect of Carl Andre's pile of bricks means it isn't as vulnerable to some environmental elements as other more fragile artworks may be, but it still needs to be handled carefully to maintain its integrity. Some things that may be changed to protect it is lighting, security, floor protection, and routine maintenance of the artwork. Thank you very much for your insight. After reviewing all the facts and sides of this, what one can say, multifaceted controversy, the only question left to answer is the main one. Can the first pile of bricks be considered a work of art, while the second, also known as the brick layers assistant pile, not being considered art, even though the two piles are seemingly identical in all observable respects. What are your guys' opinion on this? In my opinion, I can see both sides to this argument. Yet, I would have to agree that the brick layers pile is not considered art. I agree with this for a couple of reasons. The first being that the artist had intention with his artwork. As I discussed beforehand, the artist intended to have that amount of bricks laid out and in that manner as a symbol towards art and sculpture. Just because the artist did not use extravagant representation, it is still it still required his imagination and him expressing something. The brick layer laying the bricks down 
with no intentions of expressing something simply makes it an act or just a coincidence that it was in the same manner as the artist. It doesn't necessarily mean it's also art. And Gabriela, what is your consensus on the question of whether both of the piles are considered art? Agreeing with Camilla, I believe that the bricklayer's assistant pile is also not considered artwork because of how the art came to be. The second pile had no intentions of it being art, therefore making it meaningless to the bricklayer. In my opinion, art has to hold some type of sentiment to the artist. The first artist had intention and sentiment to the art, which therefore makes it art. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with me about your opinion. I would have to say that I agree with the both of you, that I agree with the idea that Mr. Andres Pyle of Bricks is considered art while the bricklayers is not. The reason why I resonate with this idea so heavily is because of the intention. As we were speaking, for me, for art to be considered art, it has to come from intention, soul, heart, and brain. Andre purposefully stacked those bricks in that exact way because he wanted to, and it was a form to express himself. The reason why the bricklayer's piles of brick is not art is because there was no love or mental thought in, uh, behind that action. The only reason why he built it, the way that he built it, was because he was instructed to build it that way. Even though they are identical, they have different uses. The use of Andres's pile was to demonstrate minimalist art something that was very in fashion at the time, and his usage of it to express himself where bricklayers was a construction job. The key difference of the two were thought and intent. These two differences allowed a spark of questioning of minimalist what is considered art. I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today, Camila and Gabriela. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I really enjoyed being on the podcast and hope to talk more about art soon. Make sure you guys subscribe. I agree with Gabriela. Thank you, Michael, so much. I really enjoyed this whole discussion. And yeah, subscribe.